Hey, uh, Dmitry asked me a question in my video 21 just a few days ago uh, about senior and junior developers. He's interested to know how do I draw the line between them. So what's the difference between the senior and the, and the junior one? And um, it's subjective and it depends on the management model. Traditional management models uh, treat people by their resumes, by their technical skills. Uh, the better your resume, the more projects you were participated before, the older you are, the more experience you have, the higher will be the salary you're going to get. In bureaucracy, it's quite the opposite. The more salary you get, the more senior you are. The more money you collect in the system, on the platform, from the projects, the more senior you are. We don't care about your resume, we don't care about where you're coming from, we don't care about the previous projects. We only care about how much you can contribute right now to our projects and, that's, and that means for us how senior you are. And that happens because we pay by results only, as you know, in bureaucracy. So if you get more money, meaning that you deliver more results, meaning that you are more valuable for the project, meaning you're more senior. And we don't even care, do you know Java or you don't know Java. When people join our project, sometimes we announce uh, that we have a Ruby project and somebody says that, uh, well, you know, I'm a Java developer right now, but I can join and try and see how it works because I want to learn Ruby. And we say, no problem, join in. If you demonstrate that you can produce Ruby code, then we're going to pay you and you will be Ruby senior developer, even though maybe your experience in Ruby is just uh, a few weeks or maybe a few months. You may ask, how can we do that? And that's the innovation. That's the core value of our platform. And this is difficult. It's difficult to achieve that, especially when you deal with senior developers, with professional developers. Let's get back uh, to the traditional model and uh, let me show you that it is way easier to work with junior developers, of course. They do what you say, they follow the procedures, they follow the rules, they don't go into conflicts, they are afraid of their management, they are afraid of their future because they are not sure that they will be able to find another job tomorrow if you fire them. They uh, listen to their upper management always, they behave properly, they are easy to manage but you don't expect them to be very productive. They don't deliver a lot of code. They, uh, they don't deliver something extraordinary. Uh, they don't know the technologies pretty well. They always need some help. They need some mentoring, coaching, lecturing, uh, teaching. They are slow in achieving their results. And they very often uh, attempt to find compromises instead of uh, fighting for their own opinions because they don't have opinions. They're not sure that their opinions are right. And they are perfect if you run your company for investors, for example. If you need them to be in the office and to look like a great, big, large uh, software team which is uh, busy doing something. If you want to show to your investors to demonstrate that your office is full of people and there are 100 programmers sitting there full time working hard on something which those investors just paid for. Then you need a group, a large group of junior developers. You don't need senior developers. They will be your perfect material to build a company which is investable. Or let's say you run a department, a software department in a large enterprise and uh, you don't need to go into any trouble zones. You just need to stay calm with your department. It doesn't matter how much your department delivers because nobody really cares. The product is on the market for years already. You have repetitive customers and uh, the actual progress of the department doesn't really affect uh, the entire enterprise and doesn't really affect your salary or the budget of the department. 
then you don't need senior developers, you don't need troubles, you need just a, a, a pretty safe, calm territory of uh, coding monkeys who know their places. Or in case of outsourcing, that will also work. Uh, you just need to sell uh, 50 buddies uh, being in the office, the, the customer is somewhere overseas, and uh, the customer just need numbers, just a good report of the amount of time spent for, for each uh, programmer uh, every day. The better your report looks, the more money comes in, everybody's happy. What happens on the customer side, you don't care as long as the customer pays. You're happy, your boss is happy, your company is happy. That's how the majority of outsourcing companies work now. However, if you really want to achieve something and you're on a tight budget, a reasonable budget, and you need a reasonable amount of time to achieve that, and you don't want just to pretend that you're developing software, but you actually want to develop something, then you need professionals. But it's difficult to manage them. Because in order to manage professionals, you need to be as strong as they are. Not in Java coding, not in Python coding, but in management. They are not juniors. They are not afraid of you. They know that they can find a better job on the market tomorrow. They know that if you fire them, they will find uh, a better company in less than a week. They've seen many companies before yours. They've seen many startups, large enterprises, many other positions where they've been before. And they know how all that stuff failed before. And they know that your company will most likely fail as well. So they are prepared for the reality. They know that they have enough knowledge. They know that they have enough uh, skills to defend themselves without you. Remember, we were discussing the war conflict example in the video 22, where I said that uh, you can imagine two groups of soldiers which you can uh, use in order to win the war conflict. And you are the commander. Let's say the first group of soldiers uh, contains only junior soldiers who were just recruited a few weeks ago. They don't really know how to fight, but they will do whatever you say. Most likely they will lose unless that group is many times bigger than the amount of soldiers your enemy has. The second group contains only professionals and those people they were fighting before in many, many other war conflicts. They were killing people. They saw other people dying. So they are professionals in that, in that really you know, dirty and uh, dangerous uh, profession. And uh, now you're telling them that uh, they have to go and fight and maybe die. And when they come back, you're going to reward them somehow. The first question they're going to ask themselves is maybe it's better to just kill you and take the reward without taking the risk of fighting. And they will do that unless you are stronger than them. The same metaphor is applicable to programmers. If they are professionals, if they're professional developers, they will always consider a possibility to cheat with you, not to actually de deliver what you expect them to deliver, but to take the money and deliver nothing. And they will try to find a way to do that. The weaker you are, the weaker your management system is, the easier it will be for them to find that possibility, and they will do that. And if you expect honesty from them, if you expect them to be good soldiers and good citizens and never do that, and never do their own startup sitting in your office, and never doing their uh, own open source projects being in your office, I have bad news for you. It's not going to happen because they've seen many other businesses before. They know that no matter how much they contribute to your business, sooner or later, the business will be over. Either you will run out of money, investors will disappear, or the business will go out of the market because 
there will be not enough business success, no matter how good is the code, or maybe they will find a better opportunity on the market and somebody will offer them a salary 20% larger, or something else will happen. But they know that they are temporarily here. They are not with you for, for a lifetime. They are with you for the next half a year, or maybe for the next two years, if they are unlucky. So they are selfish people. They work for themselves, not for you. That's why they are professionals. They are selfish, they are greedy, they are focused on their own results. They've seen many other situations where people were telling them that they have to be honest and they know what happened afterwards. They know that afterwards they lost. So they're not interested anymore in that story. They're interested to work for themselves. And now the question is uh, whether you, your business, your management can be strong enough to somehow force them, I don't like this word, but actually it is the right word here, to force those professionals to actually contribute and get the reward. If you're lucky and they will be a little bit honest, then they will get something from them. They will give you 10% of their time, 90% of the time will be doing something else. And then you will get some results from them. But in many cases, they will give you nothing. Just a few weeks ago, one of the, our clients approached us and told us that uh, he was working with a CTO who was creating the product for him and now the CTO is gone and now they're blaming that CTO for everything because he was not really doing anything and he just wasted a lot of money, like $10,000 a month, that's how much he was getting and now we have no product. Don't blame the CTO, blame yourself, you were weak and the guy was great, 10 grand a month getting for nothing, that's a great achievement. He was a good soldier. He was a professional soldier. He managed you. He managed you to give him the money asking nothing in return. So who do you blame? Blame yourself. You were not strong enough to ask that guy to deliver you as much result as $10,000 costs. You asked him for nothing and now you blame him for not delivering you anything. It's your problem. It's the problem of your weakness, the management weakness. I can give you practical examples of my own management weakness. When I started uh, this bureaucracy thing, I found out that there are many defects in the policy. And the more professional programmers I hire, the easier they can break that policy and cheat on it and demand money to be paid. For example, we have a policy uh, a paragraph which says that we pay for bugs. And then we had that paragraph four years ago. When I introduced that paragraph, there were many cases where programmers were reporting duplicate bugs or just bugs which uh, made no sense, or very cosmetic bugs, demanding me to pay them. For example, someone, I remember that cases, uh, they were telling me that uh, this variable name doesn't sound right, how about we rename that? It's really cosmetic, it doesn't matter, but the policy says you have to pay me. And I had to pay that. And I was losing money, and I was thinking, how can I prevent that from happening? And then I extended that policy, and I said that, the bug will be paid only when the architect accepts that bug. And I added that correction to the policy later. The decision of the architect is not disputable. In that case, we stopped that cheating and we stopped paying for uh, cosmetic, non-valuable and some, sometimes duplicate bugs and the problem disappeared. Another example, we pay for uh, code reviews. So when the programmer um, makes changes, then another programmer is assigned as a code reviewer. And the code reviewer is supposed to review the code and 
tell that uh, author where the problems are and when the problems are solved the reviewer closing the code review the pull request and then gets the money the code reviewer and we had many cases where people were not actually reviewing anything they were just closing the pull request successfully saying that yeah i like the code let's accept that that was cheating right because we were expecting them to do some work but they were not doing actual work they were all just uh, cutting corners just to get the money who do we blame in this case we blame us we don't blame them they're smart guys they're smart developers they are finding holes in the system they break the system in order to get more money by doing less effort that's great that's what professional programmers are supposed to do so we introduced another line in the policy saying that unless you manage to find at least two problems or at least three problems i don't remember in the code review we pay them so if you find less if you don't find any problems there we're not going to pay them you know what happened afterwards they started to find some minor things just to make sure that uh, this number is uh, is there just two problems you wanted me two problems there are two problems i found them done pay me another problem showed up that the policy were weak now it's a bit stronger but not strong enough because we still have this sort of cheating sort of uh, breakage in the system so we introduced quality assurance department in our project so now we have qa people who review the work you've done who analyze whether those defects you find are actually reasonable and make sense and then we have those qa people approve your code review and only after that we pay you so it's another layer of control which we put on top of those professionals so we are actually protecting ourselves like in this war conflict against those soldiers we hire the best soldiers we understand that's for them it's easier to kill us than to kill the enemy but we want them to kill the enemy meaning to deliver the code to write the code instead of cheating instead of just taking the salary like those cto for 10 grand a month but actually delivering something and only after that getting the money so we need to be strong we need to develop the policy the management policy which will protect us against smart strong very professional and very senior uh, engineers so your management has to be strong as well if you want to work with senior guys you have to be senior than them can you achieve that can you be better than your programmers i don't know tell me bureaucracy definitely can thanks for watching stay tuned bye bye